welcome to episode 15 of the Body Mechanic Podcast with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. Rob is a fitness and well-being coach and trainer who advocates a mind, body and spirit approach to your fitness and injury treatment. In this brand new episode, which we're recording in December 2023, we'll be looking at those New Year's resolutions we're now all thinking about. And Rob is going to talk to us about how we can stick to them. So, good afternoon, Rob. Hello. Are you okay? I am, I am. I hope, hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> Too much Christmas indulgence for everybody, I think, probably. Right then, New Year's resolutions. The beginning of the year, everybody thinks, right, I can start this. Is there an issue with this? Because nobody ever seems to stick to them, do they? Um, yeah, so I think you need to look at um, what you want to achieve. So uh, it's either a goal or a habit or both. So studies show it takes around six weeks to form a habit. So you've got to be doing the same thing consistently for six weeks or more. And then it starts to become a habitual, whether that's stopping a bad habit, say smoking, so stopping smoking, or a good habit, like going out for a walk once a day, that kind of thing. So really, you're realistically looking at, at uh, six weeks. So you're looking at, if you're starting at the beginning of January, it's got to be the end of February, you're still doing the same thing. And absolutely as you were at the beginning of January. Yeah, yeah. I, I think... What a lot of people do as well is they try and do too many things so that they'll pick several resolutions and try and do several things. Probably best off just picking one thing, stick to that. And then once once you've nailed that, there's no reason why you can't carry it on throughout February uh, and throughout March and, and just call it habit stacking. So just stack habits on top of each other. So don't pick a load of things and do them half-heartedly. Pick one thing and do it like an expert. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the other thing you can do, uh, I do this with clients, is have a habit tracking sheet. So it, it depends on whether it's doing it once a week or doing it daily, whatever. But you can tick it off on the sheet and um, at the end of the week or the end of the period that you've got to measure it with, you just work out. If you're 80% successful, you've probably got a good chance of carrying it on. If you're less than 80% successful, you need to have a look at why you haven't been successful. So you can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this and then forget about it and just think it's going to happen every day. You really need to work at it, do your homework and make a bit of effort to make this thing become a habit. Yeah. If you're not writing things down, whether you're trying to break a habit, if something's a habit, then it's kind of hardwired into your brain to do. Again, like smoking. I'll just use that for instance, because lots of people do it. So because your brain's hardwired to think about it, you're more likely to, to have a cigarette than think about not having a cigarette. You've got to be conscious of that process as well when you're doing it. Whereas if you're trying to build a habit, if you're not writing it down, it's not hardwired, so you're not going to think about it. That process of having a tick sheet or writing down a daily log kind of wires that into your brain so it, it becomes more apparent to you as days go on. It's a bit like when you talk about, um, people talk about losing weight and they're trying to d decrease the amount of food they eat or change the food they eat. They are told to keep a food diary. It's the same yeah, sort of yeah. thing. If, it, if you write it down, it's real. Yes. It, it becomes quantitative then. So goal setting, specifically goal setting, what, what's that about and how can you make it easier for yourself? How can you do goal setting that will work? So if you think about goals as a stepping stone, to an outcome so you, you want to achieve something and you use the goals as again it becomes quantitative as, as measures to, to where you want to get to everybody will have something that drives them 
and it all comes down to emotion. By working on uh, an emotional outcome, you're more likely to succeed with your, your goal setting. You, you might whittle something down and it'll be that it works out that you just want more confidence or you want to be happy or you want someone else to be happy and, and you're part of the process of that. By having that to start with, when you start to create your goals, they become more measurable. They become more focused to where you actually want to go instead of, uh, as opposed to just picking random things out of the air. So, uh, you know, waking up on the 1st of January and saying, I'm going to run more. It's not really a goal, is it? That's just making some random statement. Yeah. Uh, what you need to do is say, right, well, I'm going to start by walking to the end of the street every day. And then, so that's an actual goal in your head that is achievable because these goals have got to be achievable, haven't they? There's no point in setting yourself, I'm going to run a marathon in April from January. Yeah. So if someone wakes up on January the 1st without a hangover, well done. Uh, but if they wake up on January the 1st and think, I want to run more, uh, the first thing I'd say is, why? Okay, what, what's in it for you? For instance, if you said, I want to run more, and I said, why? I'd like to be able to run to start with. Okay. You want to be able to run to start with. Why? Uh, for fitness. Okay. Why do you want to be fit? Uh, I'd like to live longer. Okay. What's oh, oh, no. I'd like to live a longer, healthier life. Okay. And why is that important? Because I've got grandchildren and uh, I'd like to see them grow up as much as I can. Okay. And what's important about that? Because it's about a happy lifestyle for me and for everyone else around me. Okay. So now we've just singled it down to an emotion. We could go further, but I can see you starting to cringe. Uh, and this is part of the process I use in my consultations and, and work with clients as well. It's down to you being happy now and spending time with grandkids. So that's the outcome. So then we build the goals around that. So if we look at that in the context of, of what we're talking about, you know, I'm very conscious that my parents probably didn't look after their uh, physical health, their active health, as well as they could have done. You know, they both lived into their 80s. But my father was not very active for the last maybe seven or eight years of his life. And I, w I would like to be in a situation where I would still be able to move around independently and still be able to live a life because there's no point in getting old if you can't, <laughs> if you can't live that life. You've got the old adage, the carrot and the stick. So motivation. So you're either going to move to something or away from something. The one thing you've got to remember as well is every negative action has a positive intention. Nobody does something to make themselves feel bad. It depends on what your motivation is. You, you said about your parents. I'm not saying you had a negative experience with your parents, but you've got a negative connotation on that because you said your dad didn't really move around that much. Well, it's an example I wouldn't really want to follow. Yeah. And then you've got spending time with your grandkids, which is the carrot. So you've got stick, carrot, and you can use those to, to look at building your goals and putting your focus into different things. The way I see that and what you're telling me is that it is not just about being able to, you know, run more. It is about why do you want to run more? How's that going to make you feel mentally? Yeah. How's it going to change your life? So it's not just about the running. The running is purely part of the whole process of this new resolution that you've decided to to uh, adopt in your life. Yeah. So when we look at goal setting or creating resolutions, resolution is a goal of a habit. So the habit would be the goal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or you said run more as, in, as an example. Yeah. 
So then you'd, you'd try and build a goal into that as well. Again, I'd, I'd go around and say, why do you want to run more? Because run more is quite ambiguous. You'd, you'd want to put a target on it. Uh, the way we do goal setting, it works in business. It works in the fitness industry. It's what personal trainers get taught to do and lots of other people do it. Is uh, Have you heard of SMART goals? I could probably imagine what they are, but I don't know specifically what they are. It uses the letters of SMART, the word. S is specific. So you want your goal to be specific. Running more isn't specific. I want to be able to run a certain distance. I'd say I want to be able to run a mile. I want to be able to run 10 miles. That is specific. Then we move on to M and that's measurable. So your goal's got to be measurable, whether that's how you build up to it. You can, so you've got a way of measuring your progress or the, the actual final goal as well. It's got to be achievable. If it's not achievable, then it's not, it's not a realistic goal. And, and so we've got A and R together. So it's got to be achievable and realistic. And I'll go into a different way how we look at that as well. And then on on the end of it, it's got to be time framed as well. So running more, again, it's it's ambiguous. If you say, I want to run X amount of miles, I'm going to measure it by increasing my mileage each week. Is it achievable? Well, I've not done it in the past, but I have run in the past and it's not a massive amount compared to what I used to do. So it's probably realistic. And time frame, I'm going to do it by the 1st of March. That's how you build a goal up. If you're not sure about these, I'll put I'll put these in the show notes um, and I'll, I'll put the acronym in, SMART, and I'll put what words they are. So you've got a rough idea of that. So really, you're, you're setting yourself, it's almost like um, the old revision timetable thing. If you do the revision timetable, you tend to do the revision. Whereas if you don't, you won't do it. Yeah, yeah. And then when we're looking at um, creating goals and, and getting to that, that change, there's the six stages of change. I say what you find is, we said lots of people, they pick a resolution or several re- resolutions and then they'll do so much, then they'll stop and they'll give up. So with the uh, ch- uh, stages of change, you've got pre-contemplation. Yeah, so with pre-contemplation, we'll go back to thinking about smoking. I used to smoke, so I understand it quite well. Pre-contemplation is you're not even thinking about changing or trying to achieve anything. A smoker, they might be smoking, is it? I like smoking. I'm not going to stop smoking. Then we move on. You've got contemplation. That'll be where you're starting to think about uh, with, with the resolution. So where you're starting to think about your why. As I said before, you you, um, you might think, I want to do this, but why? And we whittle it down. So the, the why is always an emotion. You, you always want to do something because there's an emotional involvement. Whether you tell yourself or not, there's always something there. Whether it could be in your subconscious. And that's where you start to build that process. From there, you move on to preparation. That's where your goal setting comes in and how you build towards it. Then you've got the action. So you're actually doing the thing to achieve the goal and the outcome. And then once you've been doing it for so long, when we look at habits, you've got maintenance. So you just keep doing it to keep it going. At any point along there, you can get relapse. And that's the sixth stage. And if you do relapse, you just go back to to the start. Uh, so you can either go back to the contemplation part, or you can go back to the preparation part or the action. You can jump back in. And like we said, psychologically, it is a part of a process. So if you stop doing your resolution or you, you stop trying to achieve your habit, just have a rethink, go back to it. There's nothing wrong with starting again. What I get from this is that it is about the planning. It's about the planning and and, and putting these things into into place before you even start. Yeah. So, it, again, I'm talking from a personal level here. You know, 
if it means the 1st of February and you've got to do spend January planning it for it to work, then surely that's what you want to do. It's about success, not about dates in the calendar, isn't it? So having a resolution, so I want to do this. If you, like say, if you spend January planning it, you're still working on your resolution. There's other ways you can look at it as well in, in to do the planning. So in business and with fitness, there's a thing called the grow model. This is a takeaway people can use. So if you get a piece of paper, break it into four squares. In one square, you're going to have your goals and your smart goals so you can work them out. Next to that, you've got the realities. And you might keep bouncing between one square and the other to work out your goals because if something's not realistic. So the reality is, is what things are going to affect, what, what's going to affect you achieving your goals. So it, it could be your day-to-day life, work, that thing. Obstacles. So you've got G-R-O, so the obstacles. So what things are going to get in your way? What things are going to stop you? How can you get over those obstacles? And then finally, uh, there's different different uh, things that land on W, but I always use it, working plan. So you can build yourself a working plan then. And then if you follow the plan, your chances of success are far greater than if you just wake up on January the 1st or have a few beers at, at midnight on December the 31st and go, I'm going to do this. So again, it's about planning. It's all about planning and it's about taking it seriously. If you're not going to take it seriously, it's probably not much point in doing it because you're not going to carry it through unless you are an incredibly strong-willed person with a very strong personality. But we're probably not all like that. And I think that's one of the things. Do you use this goal setting in your work as fitness trainer? I do. Mm. Yes. um, It depends on the client. Some of them have done goal setting before. Some of them haven't. Some of them have heard of smart goals. Some have heard of grow. So I use that. And I also, with with some people, I use the seven questions, which it comes from the British military. And it, it, it comes from what's called the combat estimate. But again, it's a planning tool. It's, it's used by the military. It's developed by the military, but it's also used in business. And it's just a way of working out the best plan. If people want to know about that, I Google it because we can't go through yet another set of rules. No, no. <laughs> So if people are looking at New Year's resolutions uh, and they want to take it seriously and invest a little bit of time and maybe a little bit of money in it, how can they get in contact with you to talk about this? So uh, we can use WhatsApp and it's 07824 880311. That's 07824 880311. You can find me on Facebook, so Chrysalis Fitness Training on Facebook. You can email, so Rob at chrysalis-fitness.com then that's chrysalis spelled c-h-r-y-s-a-l-i-s or you can even find the uh, the website it's the same as the email address really so it's www.chrysalis-fitness.com and there's a there's a page on there with a contact form you can send and do you get many people uh, at this time of the year contacting you about wanting to change their lifestyles in the new year lots <laughs> I'd, I'd say most personal trainers get people trying to get in touch with them and, and trying to build towards a resolution, or, or trying to build towards um, getting fitter. But to, as, as we've said, getting fitter is not something specific it, and why. And it's too ambiguous, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but you will ask the questions yeah, yeah. to find out why they are saying, yes, I want to get fitter. Yeah, that, that's all part of my process. And it, by, by doing it in this way, your chances of success are... are far greater uh, and because 
does someone else there that's investing their time in in you and your your goal and your your resolution, then it makes the process a lot easier for you as well. Right. Okay. So you've heard the contact details. If it is something you've been thinking about, and like I say, it doesn't have to all start on the 1st of January. Rob is perfectly happy to talk to anybody who is interested in this and correspond with you. Uh, and hopefully he'll be able to help you to reach those goals. I think we should call them, they're not resolutions, those yeah. goals that you're really striving for. The outcomes that you want. So Rob is there. Uh, he's quite happy to talk to you about this. Email him, WhatsApp him uh, on the details that we've just given you. And again, I'll, I'll put some of that in the show notes to help you reach the outcomes that you would like. So at the end of all this talk about New Year's resolutions and so on and so forth and sticking to those plans, what is your takeaway? What's the, the one, maybe two, possibly, things that people should do that would really help them stick to those New Year's resolutions? So uh, we spoke about the why. Why do you want to do it? And we spoke about goals. So with both of them, write it down. By writing it down, it makes it more real for you. And it's it's there. By writing it down, it affects your brain as well to think about it more. So use your personal emotional goal and write it down. Plan it. Yeah. If anybody has any questions about that, I can give you some questions to help you work that out for yourself. So Rob is quite happy to do that. Just get in contact with him. Uh, as I said, I'll put the uh, email address in the show notes. And also um, we, we talked about it earlier on. So get in touch with him. He's more than happy to help. Uh, and he'd, he'd love to help people. That's what he, he does. He helps people. That's his job. Uh, and he loves doing that. Rob, thank you very much indeed. I thank hope you, you have a, a very happy and prosperous 2024. I will see you in 2024 uh, at the end of January when we'll have another uh, episode of uh, The Body Mechanic with Rob Arnold from Chrysalis Fitness Training. Cheers and happy new year. This is a 1386 audio production. <laughs> <laughs>